0: the one not only a switch aka who took the cheese from the uh, basket with the food and it, aka um, I feel and I can't get up but I'm gonna be alright though real cheese stuff I don't aka <laughs> uh, why'd you put the butter uh, put the butter in the refrigerator <laughs> uh, alright let me stop um anyway um welcome to episode five of Switch's sites back at it um apologies for missing last week uh was trying to get some stuff figured out uh hardware wise um more or less in terms of improving the quality of audio for podcasts going forward uh so, I ended up getting a mixer so you know I could bleed myself, like, mother son of a. So, you're welcome. Did you want that? Probably not, but it's okay. It's Test gonna be and on. Don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another feature of this uh mixer too. Like, I can um copy myself, so I'm like, oh, sh- oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like a little kid in a candy store. Uh, but anyway, let's get back. Let's focus up. Are you focused? I'm focused. Let's focus back. Okay. Don't detract us from what we trying to accomplish here. Right. Ah, okay. <laughs> so uh, first topic of discussion um, is actually let me turn my. My audio down because uh i'm not liking the uh this echoey effect like i'm in a theater or a um actually a a theater let me do it i got i got that effect too coming live sorry I'm having too much fun with it but you get the idea so hey who knows I might improvise with that you never know um yeah so all right enough sidetracking okay enough distractions uh first topic um I'm gonna try to catch up with all the stuff that happened last week gonna try to combine it together to you know kind of have a I don't know just a combined uh I guess condensed not even condensed more like full experience I'm not sure which to go with that which way to go with that uh but yes you get the point okay all right I don't why do I got to explain myself well cuz you know you are the audience uh okay so first topic of discussion sonic movie good god so um something like surprisingly uh as an a miracle but is, is that even a word a miracle happened uh in terms of the movie sonic so the director of sonic uh his name does not come to me but um he surprisingly uh sent out a tweet I am going to strictly paraphrase, but basically along the lines of like, we hear you. We're going to make changes to Sonic. Don't worry. Gotta fix it fast. (laughs) That's specifically the one hashtag he left. Uh, But generally, he said that basically they're going to make changes to uh, Sonic's character design. So that is probably a first in ever in terms of um, outside of games um movies that I can recall where somebody like you know um responded to fan reactions and then like immediately um decided to make immediate changes to um a movie that's at least in this case considering the trailer and stuff well is set to come out in November um so that is pretty amazing but I have to give a lot of respect to the guy um he did man because it takes a lot to do that especially uh um considering how much it's gonna cost to do all the extra work and the additional stress that people are gonna have to encounter to make the deadline uh it's gonna be crazy but i mean when you kind of look at his design uh the design of sonic he's just like some weird humanoid creature from mars mm-hmm. or something so, I mean, if it results in a much better, enjoyable movie, I think it'll be, yeah, I think the end's kind of justified a means in that respect, but yeah, so big ups and credit and respect to the guy, uh, that takes a lot to, you know, go against the, uh, adversity of everybody, you know, in a huge disagreement. Uh, with the design but when you think about it you know as a movie it's kind of um I don't know it's kind of a a thing that you have to kind of consider and I don't know like yeah really that's pretty much it really just to you know to take constructive criticism, even though a fair amount probably wasn't. But I think he generally got the concept because uh, you are messing with like a well known, established video game character. That's I um, dare I say just as popular, not just as popular. Mario is probably slightly popular as like, you know, a video game character that, you know, anybody on the street will recognize. But still, Um, You know, that was like uh, Mario movie levels of just drastically changing something. So either way, great, great decision to kind of make that change and uh, improve on what was kind of already been, you know, look like a train wreck. Uh, Maybe a good train wreck. We we don't know that yet until November or who knows uh, if their plate is a little bigger than they uh, thought might you know get pushed back to a later date but I'd say overall, it's a good decision, you know, to result in a much better movie all around. So next topic of discussion. So, uh, last week, um, Sony had their state of play, which is basically at least how I see it as their, um, equivalent to uh, Nintendo's direct, which are basically, um, concise, edited videos that showcase uh, new and upcoming games coming out. Um, soon soon soon-ish or whatever so uh this one was pretty short i think it was like 10 to 15 minutes i want to say uh compared to the other one i think it was a little bit longer like under an hour or 40 minutes or something like that but uh definitely worthwhile so at least going by my memory uh the state of play started off started off with a um ps4 logo startup where you know the you know the white stripe on the ps4 that's either blue or orange if it's in rest mode uh it you know turned on white like hey we're about to turn on and give you a state of play and then uh out of nowhere you hear the uh infamous well yeah I'd say infamous uh final fantasy sound um particularly final fantasy 7. now I may be slightly biased, but the only Final Fantasy that I've legitimately played and beat multiple times to is uh, Final Fantasy 7. So, mind you, in terms of this discussion, uh, I do have a pretty big bias towards Final Fantasy 7. Obviously, (laughs) I consider it one of the best Final Fantasies, but, you know, I technically haven't played all of them, so I can't legitimately at least say that um i've dabbled with some of the other final fantasies you know like playing the demo for final fantasy 15 and stuff like that i have final fantasy 15 and a couple other final fantasies but i've yet to play them because they're a huge time commitment that uh gonna be really hard to commit to but i digress so that's what the, the um state of play started with a couple of throwaway games that like I didn't necessarily care about. Um, it was an interesting uh, what I forgot what the title of the game was called. But you you started as a uh, some uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like a Leno le, Linux, lenuke It looked like a rodent, but it had a tail on it. It looked like the cousin of a skunk, but. <laughs> I'm trying my best to describe it, but uh, it it reminded me a lot of uh, Tokyo Jungle uh, for the PS3, where it's like you're basically your main character is an animal. And at least in this uh, trailer for that game, you had to like uh, basically survive and defeat um, other enemies that are, uh, you know, I'm assuming below your, you know, chain of predatorium that's not even a word, but I'll make it one. A. So that was okay. But the two biggest stands out standouts um in terms of the uh game announcements is of course good god. Actually, no. I'm gonna switch it out. I was on, I was gonna start with the one game, but I'll start with the, the first one that you know obviously stuck out to me. Monster Hunter World Iceborne. So Monster Hunter World, um, resounding success overall in terms of, I think it's technically one of the best selling overall Monster Hunters, um, especially in the West, I'm pretty certain, um, you know, that did actually did well here, because, you know, in general, Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter series in general, uh, hasn't really, caught on as much uh, before Monster Hunter World. Uh, I think it just did okay sales, but not like anything astounding or notable, but this actually, this title I think actually is the flagship of uh, Capcom sales overall in terms of like one of their strongest selling games now, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because uh, Monster Hunter has always been kind of a, a pretty niche game having a pretty steep learning curve in terms of, you know, getting the mechanics of games and uh, I mean of how how you should play the game, uh, very forgiving in a lot of aspects in terms of um, uh, just difficulty uh, remembering to keep your items and just a lot of quality of life deficiencies uh, that Monster Hunter World has kind of been known for where it's just like arduous uh, unnecessarily. Um, just to be arduous, at least from the character or or the game design. But, you know, now with Monster Hunter World, that's basically resolved a lot of that, Um, a lot of quality of life. That's probably at least the summary of Monster Hunter World to me coming from the previous Monster Hunter so. But man, a lot of good stuff from Monster Hunter World. The trailer specifically, you got this. uh, It looked like uh, the cousin of Durambos Duramboros. Uh, the one monster with his tail. Basically, it's like if a Duramburos and an, uh, antler just had nasty, just creature monster sex, uh, that's just nasty. I'm, uh, you get it. (laughs) But basically his characteristics is that, you know, I think the biggest, I guess, uh, feature of this monster is that it can carry a lot of stuff with its, uh, antlers when it charges kind of similar to, uh, Diablos, but, um, with the caveat is that whatever it, um, picks up along the way is, uh, basically an in its advantage towards you. Um, so that's just something to, you know, be mindful of whenever you're fighting it. So that was a pretty cool monster. Um, what was the other new one? Oh, that was some other new one. Oh, it was one that looked a lot like, uh, Zemitros, like a slimmer version of Zemitros, but... It looks to be totally different. I'm trying to think what it was closest to in relation. Well, yeah, it's pretty unique. Didn't have anything that stood out, at least. It just reminded me of a very long, distant cousin of Zemitros, basically. So take that for what it is. Uh, but that will that was cool. Um, it seems like they'll have some beef because they showed, uh, you know, like uh monster Hunter world fashion the monsters coming and fighting each other and stuff like that which is always cool really cool unique um you know feature for monster Hunter world in general so that was awesome um and then of course they sh- they brought they had to bring them back um Nargakuga. Kuga, back in this bitch God <laughs> goddamn you Nargakuga. what you doing here how would you get here? Uh, Nargo Kugu's back. Um, they show a little bit of him fighting uh, Roflos. Um so you can definitely see a little bit of that fighting a couple other uh, features they at least uh, announced. I'm kind of drifting off to their separate trailer because they had a separate uh, video announcement thing for Monster Hunter World Iceborne that went in a lot more detail outside of the uh state of play so i guess i'll cover that too because they basically covered uh you know the added features because now you're at least the what the dlc expansion leads on is that you're going to be in a, a expansive um ice or snowy based uh region of the Monster Hunter world. I forgot the literal term, but it's basically they make it seem like a whole huge new area, but it might be smaller than that. I guess um, they didn't really go into too much detail in regards to that, but they said this is going to be a substantial update. Um, they confirmed G rank or they call it uh master rank in Monster Hunter World now, so that is going to be an addition. Um, you can also now um, use your. Use your slingshot in combos, which is really cool because, you know, traditionally in Monster Hunter, you have to monster in world. You have to uh unequip your weapon and then shoot your slingshot. But now uh, during combos, you can do it. So what they show in the trailer, at least is that uh, there's a Mitros monster. I cannot remember his name came up you um you do one combo, uh, one hit, then you uh he flashed in between the combo, and then he charged up his great sword to do you know the traditional uh, last attack, you know for the great sword peoples in there, that will know what I'm talking about. I'm a uh, I kind of drift between long sword and great sword, but. Yeah, that was pretty that was pretty awesome. Pretty dope. You can see they revamped uh, some of the combos as well. It seemed like, I guess, specifically in terms of implementing the um, slingshot. But nonetheless, pretty cool overall. So that's at least kind of just the gist of what we got there. But uh, all the all the less just so great. Monster Hunter is back, baby bigger than it ever was. So. Looking forward to that. They said it's going to be released in September 6th, I believe. That's pretty cool. Not too far out from here. Um, it's going to be awesome. My God. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, one aspect. I think they started off with Monster in the World. Uh, then later on, you know, they showed a couple of games. Um, none that, I, that really stood out to me personally. Um, but, the man, what they ended with it's more than worth it. Oh, yeah. Actually, one that kind of stood out now not, I'm recalling is um, uh, Alien versus Predator or, or Predator game. My bad, where it's basically it seems to be like the same format as the Friday the 13th games where, you know, you're Jason and you have to face a couple other, you know, M, uh, not NPCs, but real real players. So kind of like a six on one ish or five on one ish uh, asymmetrical, I believe, is the official term for it. Uh, multiplayer game we'll see how that turns out i don't i'm a little uh we'll see we'll see uh but yeah outside of that um good god final fantasy yeah i can't even say it it's so epic final fantasy 7 they did it nobody was expecting it out of nowhere here you go final fantasy 7 trailer so they showed uh, Final Fantasy 7 and uh, it's great. It's great. They did a lot of m- improvement in terms of the um, graphics. Uh, the uh, UI looks way more cleaner, more tight. Um, it, it confirmed a lot of things when you analyze the trailer. Now you can actually, um, it seemed hinted that you could switch characters and control them, which you can. It seems like. Uh, going by the UI by just swapping the L2 R2. So that's pretty awesome. Um, man. Yeah, you see Cloud. You see him interacting with Aerith. You got Baird in there. Um, I guess, uh, (laughs) it wouldn't be the gaming community without, you know, uh, outrage backlash. So apparently... Uh, I don't even know if I Personally I feel like I shouldn't really acknowledge this But nonetheless I'll go ahead and acknowledge it either way So apparently there's some outcry over um Barrett's uh, Voice acting um, Being portrayed Specifically in the US version Uh, So a lot of people Well I'm not even I can't even say a lot of people But basically it was an article On Kotaku release acknowledging it So I guess it's maybe some notable credence but um so apparently there's uh just some outcry off of two lines mind you of uh barrett basically saying a few lines i forgot what he said um he says some long lines of if you need me I got you right here, or something like that. I've totally butchered what he said, but something along those lines. If you need a hand, I'm gonna be here for you, man, or something like that. Uh, so basically, I guess people are highly criticizing the delivery of his lines, which is just stupid. Like, can can he like can he at least have like five lines of dialogue before we start, you know, shooting guns, throwing racist cards everywhere? But I digress. But so basically, yes, that um, apparently people find it to be overly racist uh, in terms of his uh, dialogue and 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 or delivery of the lines. i'd have to disagree i don't know i don't feel i didn't get a like a racist vibe oh hey i'm i'm the black man yes yes sir, man, sir. we 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 we's gonna uh go to midgard I, I didn't really get that at all but apparently that's what people uh impression uh impressions are i mean when you think about it in terms of the u.s u.s version specifically uh you know I probably played and beat the game in my lifetime, maybe two, three times. And probably the impressions that I've gotten from, you know, Barrett as a character in terms of the reference point they're using for Final Fantasy VII Remake is that, you know, he's um, obnoxious, uh, comedic relief, um, rude in some points, I guess. Um, cussing all the time, whatever. Uh, you know, in his dialogue, he'd be like, Oh, oh, there's some bull. Sh-. I, I hate this. There's some bull goddamn. Sh-. Man, f- this shit. Nope, I forgot to believe. <laughs> I forgot to believe myself. But you get the point uh that's like that was a lot of his dialogue is just you know uh cussing uh you know uh iconography if you will uh dialogue that you know in some ways that he's cussing in some scenarios or whatever i think it's fine it, mind you from two lines of dialogue that's not a lot to go off of we don't know if he could change and you know be a much more reserved character or not as i guess you know, similar to his um, original counterpart. But I don't know, I think people need to relax on that until we at least get some more to go off of, and then we can start throwing racist cards and stuff like that. People, people comparing him to uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. from uh, Black Lightning, Rolling Thunder. I think Rolling Thunder, uh, the movie. I personally think he sounds more like uh, uh foghorn from black dynamite uh without the rhyming but i don't know maybe that's me overall I, i'm i'm fine with it i'm fine with it from what i heard the two dialogues of of uh dialogue so but overall um pretty pretty much like where the direction is going um seems like they're still going with the episodic route of uh releasing this game which is Kinda of sad, but then when you think about it, it's probably gonna would take what twenty, twenty-five <laughs> until the full game were to come out if they were to go that route. Knowing uh the director of this game, uh, you know, track record in terms of, you know, a lot of numerous delays and things of that nature. So um patiently waiting uh for that greatness. Uh they did say there was gonna be more in Excuse me. In June, uh, you know, regarding the uh, maybe more, obviously more information. So, who knows? Maybe a shadow drop demo next month. That be that be pretty tight. I think everybody will be like losing it, losing their, sh- losing their. Sh- <laughs> oh, I love this. I love it so much. Okay. Um. So yeah. So kind of rewinding back. Uh, just a quick thing, just want to note, uh, bring attention to. So last week, um, I, I believe Capcom provided their, um, uh, financials and they, um, did mention that Capcom or a lot of their IPs that they did release, um, within this year are doing swell and great. So resident evil two remake did really good monster in the world. Is uh probably the strongest out of their uh lineup. Uh Devil May Cry did pretty good than they uh better than they expected. So all in all, Capcom's on top, baby. Tap time, Tap TapTom. Time, tap Tom is back where it's at. You know it. Um that's good to know. Good good news. Um at least it uh seems to give them an idea or you know reception like hey these games we do love and thank you for finally releasing them so um all in all great job capcom you are doing a bang up job recently except this monster Hunter world iceborne dlc I forgot to mention that oh, goodness forty dollars forty dollars for an expansion it better be it better be substantial and then i think it's supposedly 54 if you want to deluxe expansion how does that work i don't know and then like a full-fledged 64 but i guess it technically comes with the main game if you didn't pick it up uh, already so i digress yeah. you pushing it, capcom but i love it i still love it though <laughs> Uh, But nonetheless, just wanted to make a quick note of that. Um, Moving on. uh, Next thing. Uh, So recently this week, actually today, um, the director of Splinter Cell, uh, the Splinter Cell series as a whole, uh, name does not come to me, unfortunately. But he did. um, He accidentally quotation mark quotation marks, um, uh, said that, Oh yeah, we're going to announce a, a new splinter cell at, uh, at E3, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then he hashtagged all of the other ubisoft's games, like, you know, for honor, uh, rainbow six, ghost recon. I was like, okay. Um. Uh, then I guess he kind of reverted back on the tweet saying like, oops, I shouldn't have said that he looked kind of like, you know, he was off that happy juice, uh, if you know what I mean. But I don't believe it. I think it's seemed pretty intentionally unintentional. If you catch my drift, uh, you know, uh, sans uh, m- a marketing, uh, a premeditated marketing stunt in my opinion. But all in all, even though as much as I disagree or don't really wasn't really a fan of how it was leaked, supposedly quotation marks, um, at least it's good news to confirm that uh, at least we will be seeing a splinter cell at this year's E3. So that's good. Splinterdale uh, Splinterdale Splinter cell is a long overdue for a uh, for a um, new release for sure. And then, you know, with uh Michael Ironside's work on um uh Ghost Recon Wildlands in terms of his little cameo. It's pretty safe to say that uh Michael Ironside is gonna come back. Uh wasn't a fan of the the uh voice actor that came that was in Blacklist that took uh Sam Fisher's role. Um, so always good. That's oh, wow that was a huge mistake. That that's my Michael Ironside is Sam Fisher. I refuse to believe anything less. Okay, that was the same thing they did with uh you know Kiefer Sutherland and good God, uh, it's just something so jarring and distracting from somebody that you know is obviously just associated with a particular character, and to just drastically change them way deep into a game's tenor, mind you. Um, you know, like, I guess it'd be one thing if they change it after the first game or something like that, where we don't have that association or, you know, I guess emotional attachment to a character that's been created. But still, I don't know. Either way, good to know that they, uh Ubisoft more than likely is coming back to their senses and is bringing the rightful uh, voice actor that is Sam Fisher uh, back to uh the game. So, um yeah, very excited for the Splinter Cell. Uh where what what is it gonna where is it gonna go? Like what is it gonna do? Um at least my my guess is that considering Metal Gear is kind of out of the you know picture for all we know, I would think that they would try to somewhat emulate metal gear to some extent, maybe give this splinter cell more of a homage to Spl- uh, metal gear. Um, like they kind of hinted at somewhat in terms of the ghost recon, um, uh, snake, uh, or metal gear, solid nod. I forgot what it was in particular, but basically it was a uh, subtle nod to uh, the metal gear series, like uh, rest in peace snake or something like that. out. I- I think that's what they said, but it was something along those lines, basically referencing and a- acknowledging the foundation that um Metal Gear Solid put in place for, you know, Splinter Cell to kind of uh, make its way and make its own path. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know I I'm a, I'm a, I did like the changes they make made for um Conviction and Blacklist, at least the two latest Splinter Cells. So I wouldn't be too too adverse to them uh, sticking with that motif in terms of you know doing the market execute system and uh, you know that whole dynamic. Um, Yeah, I don't see them going back to basics, if you will, or going back to their you know uh, earlier games in terms of their mechanics. Or maybe they could, and maybe flesh it out a little bit, or maybe do like a hybrid of both uh the newer splinter cells as well as the older versions i could i could see a little bit of that but i don't know considering the long amount of time between the games i could see them more more likely um yeah kind of trying to do an homage to metal gear in a lot of ways that's at least my hunch but we'll see ultimately when we get the uh, announcement finally, because it's been like in this weird purgatory that people didn't know, like, uh, is it coming out or is it coming out sometime soon or are people working on it or whatever? It is good to have some confirmation now. So, yeah. Um. Next. Next. So uh, I believe in an interview, um, Capcom basically uh, expressed interest in. Making another DMC, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta put my uh my gamer elitist voice on by another DMC, I mean uh Devil May Cry made by Ninja Theory, not the original Devil May Cry. Gosh, noob! <laughs> but so, yeah, basically, consider or I guess after you know Devil May Cry 5's apparent. I'd say success. Um, I guess Capcom's expressed that they are interested in making another a continuation of that reboot of Devil May Cry. I just I wish they would just let it die. Uh, they, they could let it die. Personally, I I'm a huge fan of the original line. I don't think the series needed to be rebooted at all, to be honest. But to Devil May Cry's credit, um, it was a decent reboot. I I played it and beat it. I think I played the DLC actually, too. Um, It was okay. It was okay. I just I guess maybe part of my gripe with Devil May Cry is that uh, just how they disrespected the original game. Ah, Dante saying uh, "With the what he accidentally got um, got a a mop on his head to look like uh, the original Dante he's like not in a million years How you mother you son not in a million years you you, oh my you son I'm sorry that kind of gets me I don't know why but I don't know just the fact that you gonna disrespect a series you came from I didn't appreciate that at all So, uh, reboot edgy Dante, you could, you son of fucking stupid. Sorry. Okay. I'm done, (laughs) but I digress. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I hope they don't do that. I mean, I guess it would be okay if they. It wouldn't really be OK, because it'd just be more confusing for like the casual gaming audience. Uh, like, OK, so y'all just y'all just released Devil May Cry 5. So now there's Devil May Cry 2. But why would so that's actually two from the original or it's a reboot, but it's going to be a reboot with the the current series. It's just too confusing in my opinion, so. I I guess if for some reason they're not able to make Devil May Cry six, uh, I would settle. I wouldn't be happy about it. I'd be like I'd be me mugging. I'd be me mugging uh, uh, edgy want to be Dante, but he not Dante, you stupid. I'm sorry. I could I couldn't. I tried to contain it, but I could so. That's how I feel about that. But I don't know. I don't. Well, uh, I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I, I. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But apparently they want uh, Ninja Theory, uh, who recently got uh, bought by Microsoft, um, to make it, if anybody. So they wouldn't want anybody else to develop it. So that would be a conundrum anyway. So it would end up being a Xbox exclusive exclusive more than likely if it were to happen. So which I doubt Capcom like they money. They don't like to tie game to a specific console for the most part. Maybe time exclusives. They kind of dabble with that with uh, Dev Verizon three and stuff. But (sighs) I hope they don't. I don't like it. I don't like it compared to the original Devil uh, Devil May Cry series. So moving on Uh, outside of that. Uh, Last week, there was some news in terms of uh, Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Uh, So the director of Tekken Harada Haradasan, he uh, went on record uh, to say that um, with uh, the current success of Tekken uh, seven still, there aren't any plans to release a Tekken Cross Street Fighter anytime soon. So it's pretty amazing when you think about it cuz like man Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out in like 2012ish I think so man uh for you know Capcom to let him sit on this series for that long like what 7 years that's pretty cool that's a lot of you know respect to uh Harada in terms of you know waiting uh you know to release this uh whenever if ever it does come out, but it is still in the work, so that's good to know that you know. It's kind of like his uh, emergency breaking glass game. If you know, uh, all hell broke loose, breaks loose or something like that. But I don't know. I feel like that that's gotta be the next Tekken game to come out. I would like uh, Tekken Tag Tournament three, but um, I think this is more likely to release. Um, you know considering. I'm very fascinated to see how they're gonna treat it or how it's gonna play, obviously. Um since I am more of a fan of Tekken than Street Fighter. Um but we'll see. We'll see. Not gonna hold my breath but I wanna hold it a little bit. I'm not gonna hold it fully, but I'm gonna just hold a little bit every day. And I'll just be constantly reminded Tekken cross street fighter. Tekken cross street fighter. But yeah, so at least it's not like dead in the water, but uh it is good to know that he acknowledges that it is it still exists and that you know it'll it'll happen someday, but not anytime soon. That's fine. So next topic of discussion. Call of duty announcement in June. God I'm hyped. Um, so I think considering the release cycle of, uh, the Call of Duty games in terms of the developers, I think it rotates between three developers currently. So let's see. Treyarch came out last, last time with Black Ops 4. And then Sledgehammer came out before that with World War 2, Call of Duty World War 2. And then before that, it was. Oh man, ghosts? I don't think it was ghosts though. Was it if. Oh, infinite warfare. Uh, well, <laughs> explains why I forgot about it in my head. But. Uh, okay, yeah. So. Yeah, so a sledgehammer. Treyarch Infinity Ward. So Infinity Ward's up with their next game now. So I think a lot of rumors are pointing towards a Modern Warfare 4 and um, Modern Warfare 2 remake, which uh, at least from what we uh, I believe rumor. I'm not sure if it's officially confirmed that it won't include the multiplayer component for obvious reasons, not to not compete with its own game, because I think the same happened with Infinity Warfare when when um Modern Warfare original Modern Warfare remaster came out and it did have the multiplayer component. And uh, I think um, given the subpar reception to Infinity, Infinite Warfare, a lot of people instead played uh, Modern Warfare remastered over that. I don't know if that was kind of a preemptive or intentional decision knowing that maybe like our game is a little i don't know maybe a little sucky i don't know if a lot of people might like it it was okay but yeah it wasn't anything i was going to play consistently i don't even think i prestiged in that one generally my i guess uh meter of how much i like a call of duty is if i prestige or not uh generally yeah if i prestige Normally is a sign that I fairly enjoy the game. So lately I have not other than black ops for this recent one. I did prestige. So, uh, this one is really great, you know, with the blackout and all that good stuff, but thoroughly enjoying it. Very interesting or interested to see what they're going to do, um, with this one, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be boost to the ground now that they're kind of coming back and reverting from, you know, the air jumping and wall running and stuff from the, you know, Black Ops 3 and previous. So I'm very interested to see. What this one's going to be like. And I'm dreading how much it's going to cost because good God. Activision like to be like to be sucking that money out of you don't have you bundle, get the bundle with the game. Probably like you can't even play Modern Warfare 2 remastered without buying um, without buying the game like they did with uh, Infinite Warfare, where modern War you can only play Modern Warfare remastered if you bought uh, Infinite Warfare until like a uh, man. It was like at least six months or so before they released it separately, where you can purchase it separately. Might have been even longer than that, if I recall, but I could definitely see that happen and they do not want to, you know, um, lose out on money in terms of them not purchasing their latest Modern Warfare or, you know, Call of Duty over, you know, uh, you know, purchasing uh, the remastered version of modern warfare over call of duty four which i don't know with this one i think a lot of people actually would want to play both um you know considering the um the modern warfare series as a whole has uh uh probably been the best i don't know selling but probably one of the best modern warfare that generally put you know multiplayer on the map and specifically going by the name alone Black ops, I think is probably right behind it, if not equal, but still, I don't know to put a name of modern warfare four um that's gonna say a lot in terms of yeah, just in terms of overall like you gotta you gotta bring it if you're gonna consider yourself modern Warfare four. Modern Warfare three was OK. Um, it was enjoyable. I, I, I yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as Modern Warfare two, but it was right behind Modern Warfare two in terms of overall engagement um, and fun. I actually, you know what? I'd put Black Ops two in front of Black Ops Three, Modern Warfare three. Yeah uh but of course probably my personal favorite call of duty of all time is definitely hands down modern warfare 2 so man if they if they uh actually go back on what they claimed or what was highly rumored i believe I'm not I don't think it was confirmed yet that um they actually do include um remastered multiplayer for modern warfare 2 would be all on that and probably get disappointed because the net code probably isn't as tight or as fun or as great as uh, the original which is good that um modern warfare 2 is backwards compatible on xbox one so that's at least a somewhat of a consolation if we don't get uh, a remake of the multiplayer specifically so all in all, definitely hype for it. Um, looking forward to the announcement in June, see what they do differently, because it is always fascinating, like to do, because even though it is a ain't broke, don't fix it kind of deal with Call of Duty, you still kind of have to balance that line of not deviating too much from the game. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> what they actually do different this time compared to all the other call duties like, you know, probably the biggest notable changes like the pick 10 system uh the classes and the perks or not even perks the classes really uh the class the characters with the kind of ultimate like overwatch um yeah those are really the big significant changes so (sighs) it's gonna be real interesting to see how they uh how they tackle this this uh next one very fascinating to see what, uh, what, uh, what, what comes of it. Maybe more the same, but oh, heck, if it's if it's just a love letter to just the Modern Warfare series just has every map of uh, Modern Warfare. Um, to pl- I don't think they do that. They definitely hold some back for, you know, the inevitable map pack or map pack bundle or season pass bundle that you're going to have to purchase in advance or some some humbo jumbo like that <sighs> whatever nonetheless excited either way um and so next topic of discussion NetherRealm Studios you know the company that just released one of the biggest fighting games known to man Mortal Kombat uh, apparently is um having uh some very uh how do i say it hostile not necessarily hostile um i guess uh well un Unfit working conditions, that's probably the best way to describe it. So, uh, kind of in the same lines as a uh, rock star with uh, you know, employees they they have apparently. another Realm Studios is kind of falling in the same suit with uh, the development of this game. And I think uh, they mentioned Injustice to I believe in an article with Kotaku um, regarding this. So, apparently, uh, you know. I believe they were using a workaround in terms of their employees, because I guess they said supposedly they had they never fired an employee or something like that. I'm totally paraphrasing on some of this, but in terms of the general concept that they uh, contracted out a lot of employees, and then as a loophole, you know, you're a contractor, so you're technically not a full time or or employee with us. So you know, technically, I think they've been abusing that kind of loophole in terms of how they're reporting their work workplace in general. So another thing, a note that I found interesting is that actually, <laughs> when you think about it, it makes total sense. Is that um, in regards to um, some of the artists and uh, developers uh, that worked um, and more than likely had to do research, obviously, um, to, you know, get a sense of how to create the most insane, crazy, uh, jaw dropping, uh, disturbing uh, fatalities that actually a fair amount of them had to, you know, um, needed some psychiatric help. Uh, which it's crazy when you think about it, because like, you know, they had to, I believe some of the examples is that they had to, you know, uh, see or visually, you know, see animals get mutilated and, you know, intestines ripped out and stuff like that. Not sure how exactly, but maybe just some, you know, uh scientific video, possibly, or maybe a little bit of both of, you know, um, video, random videos online that may just expose some of that violence. But I can only imagine that uh, that gets to you because, you know, uh, some of these videos online can be pretty damn disturbing. Uh, Just, you know, having the overall realism of knowing that, like, you know, it's not it's not a movie it's actually a real life person, like, you know, people getting beheaded, like in real time and stuff like that. Uh, That can definitely do a lot i can only imagine so um man hearts out to those folks that you know are running into those goodness scenarios ah oh, man at what cost at what cost to satisfyingly you know fatalitize i'm gonna make it a word okay fatal fatalitize your uh opponent uh it's like now whenever i put a fatality on somebody, I'm just gonna like in the back of my head just gonna think like, oh man, somebody actually went to psychi- psychiatric help for that. Ugh that's and then in turn it's gonna kinda make me feel guilty and then I'm just not gonna really feel obliged to do fatalities anymore. But uh, oh man. That 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 really does suck. So but yeah, thought that was very interesting um thing of of uh something that happened. Uh but next I guess uh, we'll we'll discuss what I've been playing slash watching lately. Um so playing wise man trying to remember honestly it's been uh somewhat slim pickings recently uh at least the game that I've been playing uh that I recently completed was Sekiro Shadows die twice. Uh, I, 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 I was frustrated with the game at one point, but I was like, you know what? You know what? You know what Switch. Get your ass back into gear. You're going to beat that game just to prove yourself as a legitimate gamer, okay? You're going to do it. And I did. I did. Um... Some of those bosses, man. Towards the end of the game, gets really, really hard, man. Not even gonna lie to you. Like, it's it got to. It's at times it felt way harder than uh you know, uh the original From Software games like uh, Dark Souls and whatnot. But uh, it's hard to gauge because I know the kind of the current discussion, if you will, is that people are debating. Your uh, I don't know how to describe it like debating if the difficulty of the game compared to you know, uh, Bloodborne or whatnot. So, I don't know, it's hard to say, really. It's easy in some aspects, but it's harder in others, uh, specifically the pairing. Um, I'm trying to think it out, so like, in, specifically for the pairing. Uh, if you don't know how to parry in this game, you're going to have, you're not really going to technically be able to beat the game, especially uh, the last boss, for sure. Um, that can be pretty hit or miss for a lot of people, I'd assume, because it does involve a lot of reaction time. Then, you know, you're fighting the display lag on your TV and stuff like that. So it's a lot of factors that do come into Yeah, Perian in general. So if you don't know or can't get down Perian, you're going to have a really hard time. (laughs) I forgot. It's some. uh, ah, Was it South Park? It was uh, this instructor or uh, the one episode where they're on the mountain uh, and they're skiing. And then uh, (laughs) if you don't if you don't pizza uh, and if you don't know when to pizza, you're going to have a really bad time. All right, I uh, went on a whole different route there, but nonetheless, yeah, so I don't know. <sighs> I died a lot for sure i'm I'm trying to gauge in terms of my death count total. It had to be up in the four to five hundred range, I think four to five hundred range for sure, oh man, I was getting frustrated for sure, but After a lot of repetition and actually uh, memorizing uh, the boss's tendencies and also getting this one technique that I should have got the whole damn game, probably would have made it way easier was the Ichimonji double. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now. You better get that, get that. Do it instantly. Do it instantly. Do it as soon as you can. I think they patched it to nerf it a little bit, but it's still pretty damn good. Um that definitely helped me in a fair amount. But man, good god, that last boss so damn tough. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but whew. also the second to last boss uh but in general, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I, I really liked the direction, unique direction they took with, you know, an emphasis on parrying. I thought that was pretty enjoyable. And, you know, the feudal Japan, uh, you know, kind of mythology. Um, overall, I had a pretty great experience. Um, there are multiple endings, which I was like, ah, I kind of want to do it. But then I was like, that's a lot of time. I have to play again. And um, it's a point in the story where you can kind of deviate between the uh, endings, which I should have totally save scummed. Because um, if if that was the case, I would have definitely uh, went back and tried a different uh, ending route. but uh, because I saved past that so I'm locked into a, a particular ending uh, that I got Obviously, there. So I was like, "Ugh!" I literally have to play the whole game again, and then the game supposedly gets even harder. On top of that, and I'm like, Ugh, "I'm okay. alright. I might come back at it at some day, someday." But yeah. So, um, outside of that, a little bit of For Honor. Uh, actually playing a fair amount of For Honor, I'm, I, I'm no, not even sure why I'm downplaying that. Um, getting my ass whooped, trying to get, uh, learn uh, Highlander, Dome glass. uh, but getting my ass whooped, uh, endlessly. Uh, I started For Honor out and pretty much played For Honor all the way throughout as, um, the Orochi mainly. I know. Oh God, Orochi. Oh, you're such a bitch. Oh, shut up. Okay, you shut your. I like it, I like him. He's he's pretty much my backup now. If I feel like I'm sucking or I'm getting my ass whooped, then I revert to uh, Orochi, but I don't know. I kind of I really do like how Highlander plays and it's kind of his character design and having a huge ass sword. I'm kind of a sucker of big swords. I'm sorry. But yeah, so at least gaming wise, you know, with the usual uh, gears and Halo, it's been pretty much it really. So, um, next topic of discussion. Good God, um, at least we're since we're going off topic now. Game of Thrones episode five, I believe that aired this past Sunday. Um, it's, it's a fair amount of stuff that is wrong with this, uh, this, this episode, uh, man, I don't even know where to start really. Like from just the horrible. Yeah. Horrible writing, to be honest, this episode, Uh, just in in terms of the, at least getting an impression from the five episodes so far this season it just seems like the main issues that they didn't have enough time to you know flesh out a lot of the storylines which they honestly just should have had one more season to kind of uh, iron things out um, in my opinion and I I believe uh, supposedly uh, HBO offered um uh the people that made uh game of thrones to actually do another season like hey well are you sure we'll pay you we'll pay you a lot please please hbo hbo now is all you all we have you you guys please hbo now we're nothing without you guys um but uh, yeah Yeah, they could have used at least another season, in my opinion, to kind of flush some of these storylines out because a lot of it felt just abrupt and contrived, just like just rushed. It's like, oh, well, uh, we don't got this much time in a season, so we're gonna end it, or even on if not that, just extend the episodes. Like, on average, every episode is like an hour and 30 minutes, which is at least in terms of all the plot lines they still have open and stuff like that, could have been could have led to a much more reasonable uh resolution for a fair amount of them, but. Uh, including this episode. So, uh mind you game of thrones spoilers, spoiler, spoilers obviously, but uh man, so I think I'm just going to touch on some of the points. Specifically um Daener- uh not Daenerys, but uh Cersei Cersei's death. Uh considering her character arc and the lineage of, you know, Uh, her line, her family line in terms of the the series, she could have deserved a much more deserving death. Getting killed by some fallen rocks. Come on. Game of Thrones. Don't do this. Don't do this. It better be a scene next episode of her getting killed by some damn Getting dragon like dragon, like ripped a baby out her stomach or something. Come on, this is Game of Thrones. She deserves a much more brutal death, like all other characters that are evil and deserve to die and burn in hell. So, yeah, that was that's probably the I think a lot of people's biggest gripes. She deserved a much more fitting death, um, than you know, getting technically. One of the best ways to die in the hands of her uh incestual lover and brother, uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, that just that was that was not good. I don't know if they la- leave it open for them to still be alive, but it seemed pretty apparent they were dead. I could kind of maybe see an angle that they're still alive in episode six, maybe, but uh, it seems pretty apparent that they're. They're dead. They uh died there, but who knows? At least from what we know or what was presented to us, that was a pretty horrible way for them to die, in my opinion. It wasn't really deserving specifically of Cersei to die. Jamie too, I guess. He could he he could have got it. I wouldn't mind either, because you know push freaking brain out the out the damn tree and crippled his ass. Huh. Next topic in terms of this um, or point is uh Daenerys, at least, uh, I guess, going mad, if you will. And, you know, deciding to actually kill everybody, even though, you know, the the castle surrendered. It was I respected it, but it felt. It didn't feel earned, I guess. But when you kinda think about it a little bit more, it she does almost have every reason to do so. You know, uh Jon Snow is not giving giving her any ass now because now he feel awkward that that, you know, I'm kissing my aunt right now. You know, but then you have uh pretty much all of her advisors turning on her, plotting to kill her to give Jon the throne. Then you have uh well, you know, her losing uh Missande uh last episode. Um and then also obviously the fear that, you know, that obviously John is the rightful heir to the throne, um in terms of the you know, Targaryen uh throne in general. So I mean I she technically does have every reason to kind of go mad. Um and evil, but I guess, I guess I just don't want it to happen more than anything. That's probably more so how I'm feeling, but it was okay. I guess, I don't know. In general, in general, this episode could have been written better. I know a a lot of people had gripes in terms of not seeing (laughs) Daenerys after after she did start to turn on everybody. And I guess, you know, with the little quib of the episode where it seems every episode has the explanation of their writing, like uh, we chose to do this decision because, you know, we did so there uh where you know basically they wanted to capture just the terror of everybody in the city filling the wrath of the dragon uh they could have gave her they could have you know could have played in her head and see what she was going through in terms of her I guess descent into madness if you will but all in all uh, yeah I don't know I don't think it's I don't think it's really any way to really end this. uh, This series in the best of terms or in a fulfilling way. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. (laughs) They got one more episode to try to make all that um, make sense or resolve somehow, but I highly doubt it. We'll see, though. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great it was okay uh the battle between the mountain and uh, the hound was pretty cool though it was pretty awesome uh how they went out though uh okay i guess what well, we can't i can't kill you so i'm just gonna kill myself with you even though you may still be alive in the fire maybe yeah, i don't know. It was, a, it, was, it was a pretty climactic fight, but uh, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Nonetheless, yeah. That's uh, that's at least generally my thoughts on uh, episode five of Game of Thrones. One more episode left, uh, so now everybody can stop ranting and raving. Well, more, more or less ranting, uh, in particular with this season. They honestly could have just just... They could just, they needed one more season, I feel, just to make everything more, make more sense, uh, be more fleshed out. It could have used at least one more season. I think eh, no There is always the, uh, the prequel, uh, that is in the works. Uh, so we'll see how that is i don't know it's gonna it's probably gonna give me the fear of the walking dead vibes where it's like uh yes yeah, this is a consolation i guess but uh'm not really a fan uh, i don't know uh i guess if they you know include more incest incest and uh killing and gr- gratuitous violence maybe i guess i don't know uh better writing <laughs> might help i don't know but yeah, so all in all, that's pretty much what I have been up to. Um, still trying to get some type of uh, what you would call it uh, uniformity uh, in terms of uh, getting a regular schedule for this podcast. My goal, I believe, is to try to get these out uh, every Wednesday Thursday. Um, but we'll kind of get a gauge on that. I'll uh provide updates in uh corresponding episodes to kind of give you a better gist of that. but other than that guys, that's gonna do it for me. um of course, you can catch me on uh, twitch TV slash a switch. I've been pretty dormant, <laughs> but I plan to uh, make yet another. A triumphant return from hiatus yet again for the last, not last. I'm not going to say that because I don't want to disappoint people next time. Also plan to put some work on my YouTube channel, uh, start editing again. Uh, just finding the time. It feels like the order you get, just time just feels like it's going way quicker than you want, but I digress. Uh, also, you can uh, check me out on um Patreon as well uh, still putting some work into that at some point to get that going up in the ground in addition, so boy, my plate is a little plate is a little full, I'm not hungry <laughs> plates a little full I'm uh, not, not not that hungry yet. Uh, but Uh, but until next time, guys. Oh, yeah.